0: Normal, estudiamos en casa.
1: Next normal, we
0: study at home.
1: When you think about the last year, it's been a year since we started studying in the shutdown, what are the first three words that come into your mind?
2: Work, stress, lot of
0: stress, and hope. Challenge, digital and, and mental health.
1: It's time for a new episode of Next Normal, we study at home our podcast series where we are talking to students from all over Europe about the recent study situation but also their ideas for the future. My name is Laura Eichbrecht. I'm from the Cooperative State University Baden-Württemberg. I'm part of the Next Education Research team and I'm very glad to always have that opportunity to talk to students about their point of view in this very strange but also very important situation when we think about the future of higher education. All the episodes we've done so far have been very special to me and I really remember each one of the students that we have been able to talk to. But today, it's really a special episode because for the first time we will not only hear about the students' experiences and perceptions, but we will dig deeper and focus on one specific subject. And the subject that we will spend most time today with is internationalization and mobility. Thinking about the last year, you might think that there has not really been mobility for students. Actually, what we will learn in the interview, there has been a lot of mobility or internationalization, but it's been different. And actually, in the future, mobility will never be the same again. Glad that we have some actual experts to talk about this subject. I'm very happy to present Francesc and Ángel from CREOP in Spain.
2: I'm Ángel Canal. I live here at Salamanca. I study biology at the University of Salamanca. I'm the the secretary of the Students' Council of of the University of Salamanca. I'm also the International Affairs Committee coordinator of CREO, the National Union of of Students here in Spain.
0: My name is Francesca Almendros. I'm actually studying international business in the University of Barcelona. Nowadays, I'm doing also an internship. And basically, my role in the organization of CREUP is vice president and I'm the vice president for international relations. And I'm working with Angel in the international committee, and we try to address all the matters and issues that we have as association with the different international agents in Europe and around the world.
1: Angel and Francesc have already told us there are three words that come into their minds when they think about the last year, and they will explain a little bit more.
0: The first word: uh, challenge. I think it's quite obvious that last year we had to improvise a little bit, and we had to basically challenge ourselves to adapt the normal situation that we had to the new COVID nineteen situation, and maybe we have done an extra effort. And basically also I think the institutions, they had to do uh, also a big change, modifications to adapt all to the, to the new normality. Follow on uh, about the digital, basically is the digitalization of the different resources that we have in the university and in our daily basis. And I think that also this could be a good opportunity for the higher education system to adapt to new methodologies and new techniques, because we have old-fashioned methodologies in the 21st century. For example, the classical way of one teacher and the students, they just listen in the class. We have been doing that for centuries, we have seen that society have improved a lot in different aspects in innovation, we have to also improve the way of learning thanks that it, digitalization we can adapt any circumstance to the moment in the educational system. And then mental health. During this year, a lot of students and in the general popul- population, we had a lot of mental health problems. This is, the, well, the first reason I think it's maybe the lockdowns that we have in the different countries in Europe. And also maybe it's a particular case in Spain is that mental health or basically the, who to say, the doctors of mental health are not public at all. We insist and we pursue that mental health should be, must be available to everyone in the population. I think also that during the last years, we had the opportunity also to show to the population that really matters, mental health. We have the opportunity to say, okay, mental health, it is a real problem. It was a real problem during all these years. Now we have seen that because more population has been affected. Let's take action on it. And this is Basically, a message also for the public institution to say, okay, we need a doctor, but we also need a psychology people to work on our mental health.
2: My, my choice, of, of course, was kind of more based on a personal impulse. <laughs> my first work was work. Uh, it, it, it was because I am a biology student, but I work as an emergency medical technician. So for me, the, the, the pandemic has been working in s- shifts like... Having 24 hours safe, 24 hours to rest, 24 hours safe to, uh, Because of that high content of working comes my second word, that is the stress. Coping with a lot of work, not the usual work that um, EMT is doing. Coping also with the online education was also kind of stressful because we are not used in, a, in our universities to have an, an online lecture. And of course, we are not used to having an online evaluation. We haven't had uh, an online exam never in my university. So um, my last word was hope, a feeling of the last few months of lockdown, I, I was thinking okay this this is going to end because sometimes this needs to end mostly because of my mental health <laughs> this needs to end so I can keep this rhythm of working of studying of working also in the National Students' Union because <laughs> we also have a lot of work in in, the, in our Students' Union so we need to move on we need this thing to to pass <laughs> and, and, and to change to another thing that I don't know if it will be in one year two years and six months don't know when but This will
1: pass. You both talked about the subject of mental health, and that's what we've been hearing quite a lot recently. It's also, it takes so long, right? So it's really a long strain on mental health. I also thought like you in Spain, you were hit a little bit earlier than the rest of Europe, mostly, and a little bit harder, and you had less time even to prepare. This is such a challenge, I think. So how did students actually cope in the last year?
0: First of all, we saw an increase of people asking for this mental health and this was uh, the first time very shocking because the institutions were not uh, used to that and this year uh, we have the numbers that they have been triplicate of five times even more. Some institutions, in this case, for example, University of Barcelona, has created a commission to work on this mental health and they provide professionals of the area to attend the necessities, in this case for free, because one of the big problems in Spain is that not everyone has access to professionals and also from the different student councils uh, in Spain, we adapt different tools. Right now, I would like to say that We are in better conditions, I don't know, I'm not sure, but we still need these services for the students and basically also to fix these services forever in the institution. This also helps to other students that maybe were not affected because of coronavirus, but for other personal reasons or experience, to express the need of professional services. Because we know that... It's still a taboo to share your thoughts or your problems in these areas. This situation uh, also broken the, the barriers to some students, to a lot of students actually, to express the feelings, to ask for the professional help that they needed. The situation helped a little bit the institution to know a little bit more about the reality that is the student facing every day.
2: problem. Mm-hmm. Is that not all universities uh, develop a, a plan to, to address these situations and not all universities thought about okay how are our students doing and also not only the students also with their professors how are our professors coping with this because we have the problem uh, about studying at home but for a professor in a university they have the problem of teaching at home and they have the problem of researching at home so the, the universities that haven't thought about this don't have any measure don't have any protocol don't have any way of coping with this and and it's another problem like we add to the mountain of problems the the problem is that not everyone thinks about those problems
1: i like that idea that you created something positive out of this like you you started structures in order to make it more visible and i think there's really arising like people perceive it more that this is an issue and it affects your work your study your research (laughs) etc Having talked a little bit about the general student experience, now it's time to move on to talk about our special subject of the day, which is internationalization and mobility. Maybe you can say a little bit about what was mobility and internationalization like before the lockdown and what are the possibilities right now? What has changed?
2: I think the concept of internationalization in the, in the higher education institutions hasn't changed match We are always talking about taking your knowledge, taking y- your know-how and exporting to other countries, other higher education institutions and importing how they work, importing their knowledge. Mobility is a bit easy right now. Mobility was was real mobility before COVID nineteen and and right now we can't move. <laughs> there is no physical mobility. Virtual mobility is a thing that, that the universities are trying to, to implement. If you are in a degree in a university here in Spain and you start a mobility program, an international mobility program with other universities, your classes, your daily work as a student is going to be at the other universities. So your classes are not going to be in Spanish. Uh, you are going to have to do work and homework with students from another country. So it is internationalization and that hasn't changed a bit. But it's Virtual mobility, the problem is that the virtual internalizations can always be done, even after COVID. But the real mobility and the physical internalization needs a context in which we can move. It's like, uh, say, okay, uh, I want to learn this technique that they are doing at the University of Glasgow. I need to go to Scotland to learn that technique, because oh, the, the other way not going to Scotland is attending a virtual
0: lecture and that's internalization but that's not mobility yeah i, I feel you <laughs> i mean first of all uh, it's a reality in, in this case in the cops in the concept of internalization and also in mobility concept as you said that has changed it hasn't changed for better or worse we can see pros and cons of the new situation everyone i think It's pro of the physical mobilization, the classical one we could say. So in this kind of programs, that the experience, for example, it's more personal. You can touch that culture. And of course, this is a really important thing of mobility and also for internalization aspects. To share and to know the different cultures that we have to uh, construct together the, the new world, the new Europe, as we say. But the point of the virtual mobility, I think it's also very important in one aspect, in the social barriers aspects, and in this case, inclusive aspects, because I have seen that we have opened the possibility With the new programs that we have created during this pandemic, we haven't thought about that before because we were very focused on the physical mobility and the student has to be on the university all the time. The current situation has opened the access to a lot of people that maybe cannot afford uh, living outside the country or home. And right now, have the access to this knowledge there is a lot of people that is working and wants to still have uh, this uh, formation right now we have the opportunity to offer to these people the webinars the different classes that we can discuss about these classes how they need to be but now they have the opportunity and they have the access to this information more easily I think that and I would like to think for after pandemic. The concept of blend mobility is very important. We know about the classical mobility. We have learned a lot about the virtual mobility. We have to take the pros of both mobilities and try to join them. Now our task is to combine them in the best way to create an internalization a mobility more inclusive now we have the opportunity to break these social barriers that we were talking before.
1: I, I like that idea that we go a bit away from that idea that there's only the right th- way to do mobility. Like the one you, you do your Erasmus semester abroad. It's really great. It's like the total immersion, of course. But I like that you can think of it more like as a continuum. This could make it more accessible. And universities must think about all aspects. Like If it's only like a financial reason, how can we overcome that, of course? But also maybe to value more also um, virtual mobility.
0: We have seen, because right now um, we have done a, a study for the different conferences that we do as a university. And this year, I have to say that uh, we uh, doubled the tendency in this conference. And the reason was because all of them were virtual. Nowadays, we are um, thinking of maybe establish this conference or to a virtual way because we have seen that more people right now can access to them
1: it's also like doing this podcast this we probably wouldn't be doing it (laughs) if it wasn't for corona i I wondered like i think there are still some exchange students who are actually on exchange do you have any experience on that and how do you try to make an exchange experience for them
0: i can share my <laughs> personal experience if you want last semester i was doing erasmus and it was a physical mobility i had the opportunity to go to birmingham i think that this could be an inspirational one for other uh, universities also to to try to adapt the different ways of working to uh, basically motivate uh, the student during the pandemic also to, to do these uh, physical mobilities. And at that moment was a little bit um, uncertain because of the situation. But I have to basically say thank you to both institutions and everyone behind to do it because uh, I had, and a lot of more students had the opportunity to, to live during a pandemic, this Erasmus experience. From my point of view, I have to say that was an excellent experience. It was different, but we had the opportunity to maybe meet more deeply the people where we live in, in homes. We were like a family in our accommodation because we we had to be friends and that experience i have to say was uh, really important in my life and i had made a lot of good friends because i had a lot of time to spend with them it's not a negative experience i think the best way to to learn for you is learn from other people and then incorporate that things uh, in your daily life and i think that The students that we have done this physical uh, mobility during the last semester, uh, we had this opportunity that will build in in ourselves a skill to more empathy. And and also in the way of the learning, we had the blended learning uh, experience. The theoretical classes were virtual. But the seminars, the, the practice ones, were physical. And that was also a, a really good moment to, to know that the thoughts that we had about the blend, blend learning and the blend mobility are good and are efficient. At the same time, uh, a lot of students couldn't have the opportunity to, to go away but they had the opportunity to do a virtual mobility. Well, In the both exchange, we had the opportunity to learn in academic aspects from different institutions and also in, acad- in cultural aspects. But it's a reality that the pandemic blocked the access to a lot of students to live or uh, uh, to enjoy this, this experience.
1: So, Ángel, you haven't been on exchange yet?
0: Not
2: studied study exchange and then research uh, exchanges with Italy and Geneva and Rome, short-term exchanges that were like uh, one month or uh, two weeks. You needed to learn some technique or you needed to do some experiments uh, with some machinery that they have there.
1: When you reflect on your personal exchange that you did in Italy, what do you think were the consequences for you yourself and your professional and scientific development?
2: It's one of the most impactful ways of learning and of, of, of changing your, your way of working. When you go to, to another lab, when you go to, to another working space, the, the, the things that you come back with when you return to your lab are not only your techniques, not the philosophy, but the, the way of thinking about the work. Uh, when I went to to Italy, uh, they had the lab professor was a, a wonderful girl that was always thinking outside the box and always thinking okay we can do this but no one has done that that's why we are doing that and that kind of ways of thinking ways ways of working not not only the the hands down thing you know, also a way of thinking about about how research should, should be done going outside your own country to, to learn something teaches you how other people think and how other people work in the same area that you are working So I think that's the most important part.
1: I just thought about the whole mobility. When you talk to former exchange students, a lot of exchange students will maybe talk more about the friends they made, maybe the parties they had and the little little holidays they were doing to explore the country. Then they will actually talk about the subjects they covered in the university. And that's kind of an aspect which is very important right now in digital teaching. And it will also be important for virtual mobility. How can you assure that social experience in virtual mobility?
0: I had the opportunity to participate in different social experience during the mobility. And they were so funny. For example, we have done a a bingo. The first moment when you enter to these places, you think, okay, it's maybe going to be boring. It will be not the same experience. But once you are in what's the difference. Maybe you are not face-to-face, but you have also the opportunity to know a different person, uh, a new culture. Don't be stupid. Take that opportunity. Uh, You don't know which will be the other opportunity in the future. We will try to think that we can come back to the normality, but I don't know. Maybe we have to live in this new normal during 10 years, so we have to adapt. And and also we have done... uh, during the, the Erasmus uh, physical events with some restrictions. I have to say that all these uh, activities were uh, organized by the students' uh, organization of the university. We have to, to con- congratulate ourselves because we try to basically create these tools or these new events to be brave and say, okay, I will try to do it the best way and this will create this virtual social community that we are living right now. There are some kind of things that are maybe better in virtual ways for people maybe that it's more shine in in person and they have the opportunity because they feel safe behind the the screen. And I think that it's really important to take consideration of of these ideas. The pandemic had created these opportunities to a lot of uh, students also to to be more more open and express that that feelings that maybe in the classical uh, social face-to-face events or classical parties uh, they were not able to do it.
1: People who went on exchange before, in what form whatsoever, they are usually the most excited about Europe later. That could be really interesting to see how this generation who was on exchange in the last year, how they will contribute differently. You're engaged in in student representation, student unions, and also on the European level. What are your ideas on that, on the idea of student participation and engagement? What has changed? Was there even more opportunities maybe? Or how is student participation maybe contributing to changing exchange and mobility as well?
2: This context of the COVID-19 pandemic has done a relief that it, it's important to have student representatives and it's important to, to have someone to, to defend your rights and also to encourage you to take your obligations and also to try to change the things that are not working. In a short time, in fact, uh, out of student representatives, I've had to take kind of a full-time student representative job because working in a student union at a local level, like all those adaptations that the university have taken to overcome the, the problems that the COVID-19 is taking to the higher education system, imply that the students' representatives need to make their input to that regulations, to that protocols. At the short term, it has a brief change in the workload that uh, a students' representative is taking, but I think this has helped it, to show the students' representative work to other students that we exist and uh, and we are not an entity that is working inside a building in the rhetoric of a university that we in fact we work for them we don't work for the rhetoric of our university we, most times we work against the retro of our university so at the long term and at the midterm. It, this thing will be good for the student representation. The virtual thing also has helped to, 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 to have more participation in the student's body. The virtual meetings are kind of easier to attend. You may not participate actively. You are not mm, taking the floor and saying, but you are there, so you are getting engaged in a way. It may not be the best way to engage, but you're engaged. That's something you uh, but to the internal session at the European Students' Union, we're we are used to have our BNs, our work meetings uh, in person, our European Students' Convention in person. And working online was difficult at first. There are kind of a uh, lot of uh, politics behind you know, all the student representation. And, and those things in, in a virtual context are difficult to, to do.
0: Before, uh, I felt that the student representative body was there, but nobody knew it at all. And this is a kind of big problem in presentation. I have to say that the engagement in this way has increased a lot because they have seen that it's the only way to communicate with us right now. A lot of students have maybe sent an email with a problem and they have seen that we are taking action on it. And this motivates that student, not only to say what's wrong with the university, if not also to be involved with the student representation. And also with the new digital tools, we can say that we had the opportunity to uh, basically be in more places at the same time. We had the opportunity to solve more problems. At the same time during that year, we had more problems to solve as well. We got a little bit stressed because we had to deal a lot of problems, I think that uh, this kind of empathy moment also uh, were present during the last year.
1: For summing up a little bit, when you envision what you would like mobility to be, how should mobility look like in the future?
0: In my mind, the internalization and the mobility has to be in a blended mobility. the virtual mobility has to continue and has also to be improved in some ways. But the way we have to open the education to a lot of people is incredible. And I would like to continue with this expansion of knowledge and internationalization. Not we are losing all this uh, human capital and experience. And at the same time, we have to try to shape all this information to adapt to the system that we had, because it's a reality that the face-to-face has a a lot of pros in in the mobility, but we cannot reject all this learning that we have done during these last years. We are in, in the beginning, I think, of a really inclusive mobility for european and, and global students and we cannot uh, lose the change uh, we have to fight for the inclusive of any student and break these social barriers to basically uh, make uh, internalization uh, and uh, mobility uh, for any uh, student
2: from my side the, the first thing that i would like kind of a wish list for the future is for, for every, every student to, to know how important is internationalization and, and what it means to be in the European higher education area. In fact, the majority of the students in Spain don't, don't, don't know even what is the European higher education area and don't know the, the importance of, of internationalization, not, not only inside Europe, but also going to any country who wants it. I love to, to see or, or, or to imagine keeping that concept of blended mobility, keeping that in mind, I I want to imagine a higher education, which a student can can start this or or higher education in in one university, continue it in in, in another completely different country, another completely university, and complete it in in a third or in a a fourth. Like, have this easy uh, knowledge transfer between all the higher education institutions. You are doing a bachelor in biology. From in my case, okay, I can start here in Spain, but if I want to specialize in whatever botanical species that only grows in Germany, okay, why I can't go to Germany like for my second year? Now I want to go to another country because of this reason. Every reason that I imagine without doing a lot of paperwork, without having to apply to a lot of grants, without having the, the barriers that nowadays exist for, for the internationalization. And also this same thing, not only for students, but also for, for the professors, because if we want universities to be international, they can't only send their students, like whoever is sending mails. You have to take your professor, even that 60 years professor that has always taken his classes <laughs> like okay go wherever you want to go and and see how other people is working how other teachers are teaching and take the good things that they are doing come back and improve your teaching and improve your research so that that, that would be for me the, the ideal <laughs> but it's kind of a ut- utopia
0: <laughs> I totally agree with this idea and I think that this could be also uh, the, the explanation and the concept of the European universities that we have been Obviously. working on <laughs> during all this time <laughs> these new institutions uh, try to take all, all these concepts trying to integrate this concept of different mobilities even for students and, and professors and create it in a real and physical ways and virtual ways the idea behind European universities are very important, and we have to to invest in these institutions because I think that right now they are the the gate of this internalization that we have uh, now approved for a lot of countries. And this is important to be agree in a concept. If we are trying to implement that to everyone, this means that we really want to create a new system of higher education in Europe. And also maybe we should maybe focus a little bit more in other type of mobilities, maybe research mobilities, volunteers activities. I think that it's also very important for students because universities has not only to be a, a place to get academic uh, knowledge, if not, you are construct the new individuals of the society. And I think that the social values are very important. And I think that we should try to, to implement these volunteers' mobilities inside your degree to basically form the, the new students of the future of the society. I know that there exists some programs where maybe we should implement them in, in the different teaching plans of, of the universities. For example, in, in my primary schools, that I had the opportunity to go one week to France and I will live in, in, a, in a house of the students of there. And then one student from France comes here. They live with my family during one week. I mean, we can still do that. And this way of doing mobility I think it's more friendly, more familiar. And I miss this maybe in universities. Also about winter or or summer schools. Let's create uh, this kind of uh, schools or little programs open to everyone. Uh, Also, we should engage with uh, professors this uh, mobility because... And if you think a little bit, maybe the investment in mobility and teachers are greater. If you have one teacher teaching 50 students... And this teacher is going to, I don't know, Netherlands, that teacher comes back and can implement that knowledge of Netherlands in the class. And these 50 students are getting this knowledge and at some point you can say that that students are doing a mobility in some way
1: so many good ideas one learning of that is also like the the world is becoming more complex and we're living in a world that we need those skills that we can learn by engaging in international exchange whatsoever and this should be somehow accessible for all because we all will need these skills that we can learn from that
0: effectively i mean these uh, soft skills. Right now, university is still old fashioned on the way. Maybe not all, but there are some that they only focus on the academic aspect. And I think that university needs to be a, a dynamic agent of the society. And we should try also to, to get this uh, knowledge of uh, skills, intercultural aspects, ways of develop uh, yourself in the university. It's a place to be critics. The universities are places to, to share your thoughts uh, without any fear. It is we should and we try to move further and, and to adapt uh, the real necessities of the society, and this case, in the universities.
1: If you think of the ideal future higher education, what are the three first words that come into your mind? Free, international,
0: inclusive. I will share inclusive, accessible, but it's inclusive in some way, in the way of breaking more social barriers that, that we have right now, and, and I will say modern. If you have fresh structure, your, your work will be fresh in all the aspects, in the structure aspects, in building aspects, and also fresh and new methodologies of teaching.
1: Next Normal, We Study at Home is a podcast produced by the Next Education Working Group around Ulf Daniel Ilas, Patricia Bonodou, and Laura Albrecht from the Baden-Württemberg Cooperative State University Karlsruhe in Germany, strongly supported by the ESU, the European Students' Union.
0: Siguiente Normal, estudiamos en casa.
1: Next Normal,
2: We Study at Home.